0: Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail G L T. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to series four episode seven.
1: Hello, good evening Gail. Thanks for inviting me on to Helping Hands. Uh, Pleasure to be at last, you invited me several years ago, and it's one of these things you think, yeah, I'll get back to it, and then you never do, and then you think, oh, I need to follow that up, and so I did. Um, my name is Tim Prevett. I've known Gail from our days at Redshift Radio, very fond time uh, making uh, local radio shows, uh, back down and Crew and Nantwich, and um, I don't think I've seen you since since uh, Redshift days actually, Gail, which is going to be four or five years now, which is amazing. Um, myself, I'm in my fifties, have three children, married, uh, work at a big garden centre at the moment. Um, all sorts of interesting things. Late diagnosed autistic. Um, spent uh a lot of my life wondering just why I was a bit different, and with a very traditional understanding of autism it never actually entered my mind that I could be autistic until my children each began to have um, differences and were each diagnosed uh, with autism and in the last few years it was something that it turned to myself and I got a diagnosis last year uh, 2023 and it it made sense of everything and um, yeah uh, my life's better for knowing that and working with it. Um, I'm training to be a funeral celebrant as well, a self-employed funeral celebrant. I've taken uh, a, a funeral or two in the family and given eulogies, and that's something I thought I could do. So that's uh, just literally started. Um, don't know what else you want from me is by means of an int- um, by means of an introduction, Gail, but. Uh, um,
0: well I'm, I'm i'm glad you've mentioned the 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 autism diagnosis um uh, as a start off because that was something that i definitely wanted to discuss um first off um but just before we we go um through that in more detail i'm very very interested and i'm glad you've brought that to the forefront it's very important to to get that side of the story forward i just wanted to um mention your 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 interest um in view of the music because because um i don't know if people know this we we have met before um in 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 terms of music of course um so each of the guests do do choose their their spotify playlist to accompany their life story um, and yours will be found on Spotify um, by looking for Gail Louise Turner Helping Hands Podcast Playlist Series 4 Episode 17 private. Now, your songs choices are amazing. Have you got them listed there or do you want me to go through them? I've got them all written down for you. Do you want yeah. to explain your reasoning behind them? They're, they are vast and and, and um uh, uh, there's so much detail in there um they're they're amazing <laughs> cho- to, to be honest tim i've actually had to go on youtube to to um examine the detail and look t- to the storyboards behind them because they're that they're, uh, they are the artists that i know of but the song choices i would never choose them myself so i had to actually look at the backstories behind them so please, please go through them for me and, and and tell me your your reasoning behind them
1: okay i do have uh, the my uh, email to you open up here in front of me, so I, I can refer to it. So uh, here, my five Spotify songs, I've got Men Without Hats, We Can Dance. Um, this, is, this is one of the first songs I think I can recall taping off the top 40 and playing over and over again. Uh, really enjoying and loving the video, uh, a very happy video. Um, it's Yeah, it kind of sums up my love of synth pop and the stuff. That, uh, it's kind of uh, happy, cheesy. Um, I, I love Eurovision. I love Europop and novelty songs and Men Without Our Hats. Uh, um, this is the only song of theirs I'd, I'd ever really known. Anyway, last summer, I got the chance to go to the video location where it was filmed uh, up and down. I've known it's where it was filmed for many years and it's quite close to where I go up and down the country a few times each year and I got to go and have a look in, in the landscape where the video was filmed. As part of that I made sure I actually listened to the entire album that that's taken from and um, it's like why didn't I listen to this ever before? It is such perfect pop so it's um, synth pop. It's when I was growing up. I also, I- Ivan, the lead singer, uh, Ivan Donashuk, I think of his name is, um, his dress sense is kind of, I think, influenced my dress sense, given a chance that I end up sort of strained to look a bit like that with a waistcoat and uh, neck, neckerchief, necktie. Uh, yeah, great, great look. So that's Men Without Hands, We Can Dance. Um, the album version is well. I, I put because the album version is quite surprising. It's obviously a bit longer than the uh, radio edit, but it just adds a bit more to it. And it was a surprise to hear the album version. when I was thinking this isn't right, but actually it was. My second choice is Jean-Michel Jarre and Armin Van Buuren Stardust. Jean-Michel Jarre has been my lifelong musical hero from the early 80s all the way through to now he's an artist I go to every single day without fail there is a track I listen to a 46 minute 53 second long ambient track called Waiting for Cousteau and I listen to that every day if not more than um on my Spotify um Spotify Unwrapped is that right Spotify Unwrapped um it came through as like, I listened to it, I think, about 512 times last year. <laughs> uh, how many people listen to a 46 minute long piece of music once or twice, perhaps even three times a day? Like this is another thing I've been doing all my life. And uh, where it makes sense for the autism. I didn't put that long track in the playlist because I don't think most people would actually go for a 46 minute, 53 second piece of music. So I went for Jean-Michel Jarre's track with Armin van Buren, which is off a collaboration album he did, Electronica, a few years ago. And that is very much um, trance, sort of uh, electronic dance music track. And it's a beautiful, uplifting piece of music. It, it brings tears to my eyes. There's like the drop at the end of it. Um, and it's a really fantastic piece of music. Uh, if you like electronic dance music and you've not heard, make sure you go and listen to Jean-Michel Jarre and Armin Van Buren, Stardust. Also, when he performs at, at a concert, the visuals that he does with, to that track at a concert are, are, are brilliant. The third track I've got is Heilung Norupo, N-O-R-U-P-O. I have a big special interest in Norway, and particularly Norwegian slow TV, all sorts of reasons behind that, but uh, it It's something I did during my master's course for TV documentary production. I made a documentary about Norwegian slow TV. I won't go into that now, but that gave me such a good experience. It lodged in my mind and enthusiasms as as an interest. And I've gone on to have a really big interest in Norwegian artists, uh, culture and so on. Um, kind of ties into my spirituality these days, kind of earth-based. Some people could describe it as Druidry. Uh, mm, I'm not sure what I would use to describe it or if I had to go that way, but probably sort of like nature, spirituality. The video to Hailung's Norupo is very much about nature. It's about ancient sites, um, which is a massive part of my interests. For most of my life, I've really been interested in like standing stones, ancient tombs, barrows, and so on. The video for that just cross-references several of my interests all in one go. So, um, yeah, I saw them live last year uh, in Manchester, and they call their concert a ritual. And uh, it's kind of some class as heavy metal. Uh, I, I get the heaviness part, but uh, I struggle with metal. But anyway, it is a, a thrilling performance and, and great music. My fourth choice, again springing out of my love of Norwegian culture, although she isn't Norwegian, is Ivor, um E I V O, with the line through it R, and it's a track called Troll Abunden. Um, iva herself is from the Faroe Islands, which I think is a dependency of Denmark. Um, uh, I've seen her perform on a number of Norwegian uh, platforms online. Uh, uh, then, where am I going with this? And her music was also used in the TV series The Last Kingdom, uh, along with another guy. And I'm sorry, I forget his name, but the, the music is Often kind of gentle, affirming, it reaches into the soul. Very, very powerful emotive. And this track, Troll Abundant, is uh, one of her most played and I think probably most requested songs. Kind of picks up into like a shamanic kind of feel to to it. Um, It's just great. And finally, uh, Depeche Mode, Blasphemous Rumours um <laughs> an interesting choice, yes indeed um in my teens, I became a very fervent christian um and would sort of push Jesus down people's throats, given every single chance uh hand in hand of that was also my love for the electronic music, which was like a lot of the soundtrack to my my young younger years um, now as an adult I have deconstructed and questioned and distanced myself a lot of from a lot of the way that I went about faith and what I actually do believe having been diagnosed autistic and worked out how I was what's was called masking um not being myself in order to fit in with everybody else or fit in with a, a a friendship circle. I look on a lot of my Christian life as actually I was masking in order to fit in with a particular friendship group and feel like I had some community around me as I was growing up. Um, now, so Depeche Mode. I've chosen the track Blasphemous Rumours because it is kind of a critique and reaction to faith. Um bit of a content warning trigger warning the song is about a girl who tries to commit suicide recovers and then gets hit by a car and dies on a life support machine um, the lyrics to it are depeche modes anger at, at God in that uh, and I'm not necessarily suggesting they do believe in God but they're they're expressing like <laughs> this awful situation happened and they're angry about it and they want to suggest that like, if there is a God, he's got a very sick sense of humour. Um, so it's a song which people will know, but also just allude to um, deconstructing or questioning something that you might have once held close to, which is certainly what uh, I have done with uh, my, my faith of my youth. So that's my five Spotify songs.
0: So I was... um. So with any subject, as a, as a researcher, a podcaster, journalist, a presenter, whatever, we we, we put titles on ourselves, I don't think there's a, a a correct answer for this. There's never enough information out there, so we can only skim across the board with anything. But what I did notice from your your emails, it was very, very interesting, and I've heard this before, that many people, um, when they are diagnosed, they're diagnosed at a much later age age and they've already lived a life before it so you have told me um that you were diagnosed after your children and very much at the same time so you've already um lived a life before this diagnosis and you've obviously decided to to be diagnosed at um the the, like roughly at the same time so you've already had the impacts before and after this um diagnosis so for me really I suppose what I'm asking you is who has been the main support and influence before and after and has it been for you to come to the terms with the diagnosis um and have you got really any funny stories of any sort of uh, as I call them pavlovas or pullover um I call them of 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 what sort of happened around this and 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 do you sort of see the funny side in this um and and has it been a, a sort of like a really really good support network for you
1: Okay. Oh gosh, there, there, there's a lot of questions there to remember. Um, um the support network beforehand, well, I, I guess basically is is my wife, uh, uh my, me and my children's mum split up. Um oh gosh, we're getting on for 15 years ago now. Um so all of my children's diagnoses have happened without me living with them. Um but Obviously, I was very much part of their earlier childhoods and witnessing some of the situations that would happen at school uh, and sort of being called in to talk about various things. I've I, Given my, my children are all adults now, I don't want to say anything about them, but it's embarrassing because they're adults in their own rights living their own lives. Um, but... What, well, it is there is their problems and um, their way that they held interests uh, that, that kind of made me think, you know, yes, they're my children and, and they're very much like me. But there's something more going on here, I'm sure, because I don't see everybody else's children being like this. And I certainly can't remember other people being like I have been throughout my life. Um, I then watched a Chris Packham documentary, which he talks about his late diagnosis with autism. And I watched that and so much that I thought, this is me. I think it's about 2019 now. I wrote, uh, I I looked around online and tried to work out what I needed to do to uh, get a diagnosis or, or see if I was. Wrote to my GP very thoroughly uh, and basically he referred it on to the diagnostic service for Trafford at that time. Um, Then we moved out of the region. So there is usually a long waiting list for um, autism diagnosis assessments on the NHS. We moved out of that particular health authority area into a new one, which is actually covered by Mersey now and so that put me right back down the waiting list and then it was almost four years later I actually got my assessment. In some ways that four years helped me to be a lot more prepared for going for the assessment uh, because it enabled a lot of reflection. I listened to a podcast Mind Your Autistic Brain which the first season in particular there was a lot of conversation which made me uh, be able to start Asking the right questions of myself. In what ways am I autistic? What are the challenges it brings to me? What are the strengths it brings to me? And um, what ways have I been covering up who I am for much of my life in order to fit in? I'm sure there are probably other questions I could ask as well. Um, so, as part of that, I actually then saw online that there was a force with an organization called Neurodiverse Self Advocacy, NDSA. One of my strength, one of my struggles through life has actually been finding myself able to stay in a job where um, typically things have got too much for me, I felt overwhelmed, I felt threatened, and I I move on far too quickly. um, and this is actually quite a common theme for autistics, it seems. I think something like seventy-five-eighty percent of adult autistics are not in work, which is 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 horrifying. Um uh, most autistic people would actually be able to work and contribute. I think very few of us are that impacted where we can actually participate in some form of workplace and contribute and receive a a paid salary. For what we can offer so i did this course with the ndsa and that started during the lockdowns of 2021 um doing that course the uh tool up course as it's called um during that time i managed to actually get a job which i'm still with now and it is the longest i've ever stayed in a job courtesy of knowing that i'm autistic applying for a job where my strengths are played to largely and where my challenges are largely mitigated. Um, Two and a half, nearly three years down the line, there are some struggles afoot and I am actually looking at other jobs and I've applied for a different job internally as well. So there is change afoot, but I, I think that's probably part of the organic process.
0: I was I was I was just thinking of of, of the, the the benefits of the 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 device um the self um advocacy uh, um the organization that you mentor with and and it seems it seems upon my research that they they, they they do um look at the um individual cases and obviously you you are mentoring but you are obviously making um, a positive impact to yourself and others there um but they do seem to to um, obviously the, the, the there's progress there with the the candidates there um and also they seem to achieve the equality there um and i did i did want to know um the the, the people um that you do work with what sort of um longer conversations do do they 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 have to you as part of self-esteem do they have some fantastic longer conversations with you
1: okay um just just to clarify, when I started with NDSA, I went as a mentee when I did the Tool Up course. and That was sort of three, three and a bit years ago. And in the past five months or so, I have returned as a mentor um, for the um, Pathway Wellbeing Programme, which is to help newly diagnosed autistics uh, figure out the way forward, what it means to them and, and so on. Um, now, when you say uh, about the conversations with people that I work with, is that with my garden work job or with NDSA?
0: Well, yes, with NDSA because I think it's from upon my research. I think it's a really, really, really good thing. Um, your 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 role um, in it because you, you it see it seems like you've got the. the 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 you know the good communication going it's a really 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 good um self-esteem you are obviously working with other people with disabilities it's helping yourself so i think i think working in the same line you've got some really really good conversations going and it it, it must be really interesting to hear what people have have, have got to say do you, do you view it as that
1: yes Indeed, um, I've only got one mentee so far. Um, there will be another one before too long. Um, they work very hard to try to match people, mentees and mentors up with each other, find suitability. Uh, so yeah, it, it's 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 great. Um, I I as As autistic to autistic, we know that our our special interests give a particular vibe and energy and passion to the way we interact. And I find that a lot of autistics get a really good vibe going with each other very quickly. You kind of know where you're coming from uh, fairly easily, even more so than um, neurotypical uh, relationships Uh, um so that that's really good but part of the ndsa support is we also get mentor support meetings so we have a weekly drop-in where we can talk about things you hear about issues and that's just great to connect with community and knowing that um, being able to draw on people who are struggling or questioning uh, Pretty much along the same ways. Yes, some of the uh, specifics are going to be different, but the generalities um, drawing autistic people along to either get work and find work that's suitable, or work out like I'm autistic. What does this mean for me?
0: Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. I I I mean, I
0: mean, you were talking about um, Chris Packham earlier in the documentary, and obviously, um, he was, um, you know, he was a cameraman also. He worked in children's television and we first saw him on the Really Wild Road Show back in the nineteen eighties and nineties. He's um gone down to do um Yellowstone Live. He works with birds, he works with animals, you know, he, he does documentaries. He's very, very proud of um his his roots with um obviously autism and Asperger's. So he he is um quite an inspirational guy and someone to look to um in that kind of field of work. So I, I guess for you He's the right person to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 again, it, it was, was his consuming interests uh, that 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 struck me. His feeling of oh, being overwhelmed living with other people. I, um, I, him and his partner live separately, but I, I find being around other people all the time really hard because i've kind of always got them in my head i'm always adapting myself my behavior the way i speak to being around them uh and it's just not usually something i do consciously it's it's just the way i my brain works with me and so i really value space and time to myself uh i I liked during the chris packham documentary some of the Clips they showed his humor kind of going slightly off inappropriately for mainstream uh, TV as well, <laughs> and again, there can be an autistic thing where perhaps you become slightly inappropriate in certain settings, and you need a gentle nudge just to to stay appropriate with, with your humor. Um. Anyway, yes. <laughs>
0: know your audience definitely um so other interests then and influences
1: okay yeah oh gosh um David Lynch particularly Twin Peaks am I right that you like Twin Peaks as well yes I do yes um yeah there, there are things about being autistic and like franchises and they deeply latch into your soul so David Lynch Twin Peaks Love the original series, love The Return. I, I follow so many of the Twin Peaks cast on social media. Um, yeah, there's nothing like Twin Peaks. It, it's a series that goes where no other series does. It gives a very particular feeling. Yeah, I could rave for a long time. Stanley Kubrick, I love Stanley Kubrick's films. I wrote a paper on The Shining during my master's course, um, looking at the steady cam. But again, most of his films will leave a particular feeling with you. Uh, Influences, Jean-Michel Jarre, I've already talked about. Uh, Yeah, I just love his music. I I grew up in a household of two older brothers and my parents, and everybody had their own particular tastes and go-tos in music. And Jean-Michel Jarre was something that came along, and instantly I knew this was me um nobody else in the household went for Jean-Michel Jarre and sort of helped give me a particular identity but the music is just food for my soul. Peter Gabriel again I, I've only really known massively one of his albums So which came out whilst I was growing up I don't know his oldest very well I got the album New Blood and I bought his most recently I his most recent album I.O. but uh He's very dear to me. A lot of his songs are about mental health. He's very emotionally intelligent and aware in his lyrics. And the song Mercy Street, I count as perhaps my most influential song ever. Um, Looking out out on empty streets, all she can see are the dreams all made solid, are the dreams made real. All of the buildings and all of the cars were once just a dream in somebody's head. And for me, that sort of just... Yells at me. Yes, anything and everything that we look at around us, whether it's something physical, whether it's a concept, everything was just once a dream in somebody's head. Uh, And okay, so I have these dreams in my head. Why can't I make them real around me? And a number of times that lyric has motivated me to get on and make changes. Another influence, Mike Oldfield. Most people would know him for Tubular Bells. I actually got more into his music with an album that my dad bought when I was young, an album called Incantations. And again, his his music expresses emotion in non-verbal ways that cannot be expressed otherwise. Um, I like to listen to several of his albums. In one sitting, it takes you on a journey uh, mentally. Emotionally, and gives gives me feelings, gives me goosebumps, uh, shivers down my neck, uh, just, just just sensations I don't otherwise get. And Tim Burton, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, a gothic kind of vibe going on. Given a chance, I am quite a goth. Uh, I used to have waist length hair, which was a uh, uh, dyed black and and i can still do sort of quite, quite a goth from my wardrobe but i tend to probably do some more kind of like a romantic retro goth these days um so those are the influences i've put in the email there are probably others i'm just aware of our time gail
0: no that's it's- amazing um there's the, the there's very brief time there um you quoted the bible very very b- briefly can you go through that for me why why you chose that great bible quote there's four minutes left
1: Okay, well, it's the, the book. Uh, the quote. It's the well, it's the book of the Ecclesiastes. Um, having struggled with depression a lot in my teens and early twenties, um, Ecclesiastes is a standout book in the Bible because it doesn't try to make everything nice and happy. It is actually speaking about um some very difficult emotions. Uh, the most famous quote probably people use from it is like meaningless meaningless everything is meaningless uh the word in hebrew that is used for meaningless it actually relates more to something that's passing very quickly like breath and it's also so everything is just going so quickly everything flows by uh and so when i've been pressed i have actually found ecclesiastes a great comfort Like a lot of people, if they're coming from a Christian background, might look at some of the quotes from Jesus in the New Testament or the 23rd Psalm. For me, if I need biblical um, comfort, it's the book of Ecclesiastes.
0: No, honestly, it was, um, to be honest, and I was very, very interested in, in, in the quote and it makes sense. And I just thought film director and I thought you and I thought it, it was perfect, actually. And it was all about enjoying life and its qualities and it drinking me merry. It just it just sounded like yes. something that a film director would would actually do. And it just sounded like you. Um I looked into um, Space Oddity because um, as a child, I wasn't very interested in that film, which is very unusual for me because I, I do like films. But I've now looked into it and I understand the reason behind why you've chosen Hal. Um, and I've just watched um a YouTube clip around the shutdown of Hal two thousand and one Space Oddity, and it all makes sense to me. Um, also, I've actually watched Dawson's Creek because the 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 character of Dawson Leary, he had pictures of um, Spielberg. Um, E.T. and Jurassic Park. So that was that was as well. Um, another film documentary, and obviously, um, a, a cameraman and a documentary maker, just like yourself. So, um, what would be your final part comment on the Helping Hands podcast this evening, Tim?
1: Be yourself and uh, see how people are helped just by be by you by one being oneself. I have. N- um i know that people have found it helpful for me i'm 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 stumbling at my words here um people have said to me that when i've been open when i've been appropriately honest in the right places uh and just getting on with enjoying life and being me that people find that more encouraging than not being yourself um i've been able to do Obviously this mentoring, make a video for the organization which diagnosed me with autism and they've put that into their training. Um, Even going back to my time in Redshift when I got in and I was making my own shows and putting my enthusiasm into that. I know of two other people who went on to do their own radio shows, one in Northumberland and one in Colchester. So uh, being yourself, um, it's, it's surprising how people can find that really helpful. And in ways you probably aren't even aware of.
0: A uh, f- uh, favorite Lord of the Rings character.
1: Uh, Aragorn, Strider.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic evening. And uh, uh, favorite Hitchcock film.
1: I, I I I haven't really seen any Hitchcock films.
0: <gasps> film director. Um. And, and, Christopher, uh, Nolan. Christopher,
1: Christopher
0: Nolan. Christopher Nolan.